Hello, I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. And I'm her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Heidi and I want to welcome you to Open to Hope Conversations, the podcast. We believe that the greatest gift you can give yourself after a loss is hope, using this moment to connect with others who have not only survived, but thrived. So let's get started. Welcome to the Open to Hope show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my daughter and co-host, Dr. Heidi Horsley. These shows are brought to you by the Open to Hope Foundation with the mission of helping people find hope after loss. Well, Heidi, today we're going to talk about being trapped in trauma during the COVID-19 epidemic. So a lot of people are feeling stuck in grief right now, Heidi, and they're stuck in their homes and they're wondering what to do. And they may have had not just the COVID-19, but they may have had some other losses in the past few years. And we want to figure out and help people to deal with getting unstuck from their trauma right now. So you want to introduce our guest? Absolutely. And I also want to say, I think people are trapped in trauma because they're also fearful of getting COVID-19. And so ways to alleviate the anxiety out there and, you know, to put people more at ease with it. Um, So our guest today is Eileen Smith. And Eileen is a young, bereaved widow. Um, her, her husband, Bill, died four years ago, and much of what she's talking about today, she actually has implemented and utilized in, in her own healing process. She is a certified professor, professional coach and a somatic experiencing practitioner, and she is the author of Moving Beyond Trauma, The Roadmap to Healing from Your Past and Living with Ease and Vitality. And mom, can you hold that book up? Because I know you have it. Here it is. <laughs> Moving Beyond Trauma. A great book, and after hearing this, you're definitely going to get it. She's got some great ideas. Welcome to the show. Thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. I know in the beginning of your book, I was uh, it's not specifically about this time that we're in right now, but the reality is it's got so many good ideas. I'm going to be giving you healing exercises that you can do while you are in your space right now with your social distancing. One of the things that you say in the book is that if people are in trauma, they need to be aware of their impulses. I think that's so important for everybody right now. Be aware of your impulses because some of the things you want to do are not great, right? No, and they're only going to make you feel worse in the end. I mean, I think the, the, the thing with impulses, right, we get the quick fix. And then what comes, on, comes out of the other side of it is always the crash. And... Um, Right now, it's really about slowing things down enough so that we can, we can actually teeter on that discomfort without trying to push ourselves away from it and um, wind up in even more discomfort with the impulsive behaviors. I, I like this, Eileen, because what I'm hearing people say oftentimes is that they're overeating and they're eating a lot of carbs. They're over drinking, they're drinking too much alcohol, and they're going on Amazon and overspending. Mm-hmm. It's it's an and what you know what are maladaptive behaviors? Maladaptive behaviors are just ways not to have to feel. It's they're ways to numb out. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's a lot of what we're doing right now. If your self care isn't intact, it's really easy to go there. Well, I like the idea. Also, you say create a safe space. I think that's important right now because where we are. I'm um, sheltering with um, my daughter and son-in-law and two kids. 
um, you know, an older kid and a teenager. And, you know, we can all get on each other's nerves. It's, you know, six mm -hmm. of us together and we don't have huge houses. So creating a safe space, I happen to have my bedroom. Yeah, anywhere you can find to just have a space that you're going to be able to contain yourself is a safe space. Mm -hmm. um, but I also think, you know, in some ways, how wonderful that you're getting this time to be together because, right, I mean, our lives are so busy. And I think what's going on is, you know, we're really being forced to slow things down. And um, we're not used to it. We're not used to this at all. And then you say to ingest the information that you're learning about yourself. I love that. It is a time of self-discovery if you stop and think about it. I mean, yeah. how I respond to these people that I am, you know, in this space together with, you know, it's about me. I don't have to respond that way. I can respond different ways. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's hard though, you know, at times when our nervous systems are start getting dysregulated and we don't have the distractions and we don't have our busyness, our, our nervous systems, you know, very easily can get out of whack. And I think that this is a time where we really have to dig deep and um, find the best versions of ourselves to make sure that our self-care is good. And it's a time, it's a time of uncertainty, but it's also a time and an opportunity for healing. Mm -hmm. Oh, I like that. So Thank how you. can we heal during this time? Tell us, tell me more about that. Um, well, I think there's a couple of things, right? We're being forced to slow down, right? Mm -hmm. So now we're being, so the way I look at everything, I'm always looking at what's happening with people's nervous systems, right? So we, we see this collective nervous system of, it's really actually, I would say right now, we're in a collective trauma vortex. So if you think about, like, this is how I define trauma, and this is really Peter Levine defining it. Mm -hmm. You know, trauma is about anything that it's too much, too soon, too fast with any way, without any way to defend ourselves. Wow. So we are you know, collectively in a trauma vortex with this pandemic. So this, what, what we know about trauma is that the sooner you can feel safe in the midst or in the aftermath of a potentially traumatic event, the more capacity you have to heal. So going back to how do we build that safe container? We have to build a safe container at home. We have to build a safe container within ourselves. You know, I say, you know, it doesn't have to be some overwhelming thing where you should go, go sit in your bathroom or your bedroom and meditate for an hour. This is about taking, I believe, especially if you're, if you're, if you have not been taking great care of yourself up until this point, this is an opportunity to start taking 10 minutes a day, take a foam roller out, roll out a yoga mat, sit and do some breath work for 10 minutes. Breath work, the reason why breath work is so effective is it works on the vagus nerve, which is the 10th cranial nerve. And the vagus nerve helps regulate um, many different aspects of our autonomic nervous system. So our autonomic nervous system is where we are rest and digest, our heart rate. Um, it, it, it's all those automatic systems in the body that we're not paying attention to. But if they're not regulated, we can't regulate our nervous system. So the, the idea of breath work is to start, is to, it's, a, it's an avenue to start balancing your nervous system and keeping your nervous system in harmony mm -hmm. um, so that, you know, we don't fly off the handle when, when someone that we've been quarantined with for several weeks, you know, is agitating us. Mm -hmm. um, it, it allows us to keep a more, a more grounded self and a more centered self.
orienting is available to us at any any time at any given place orienting is just about looking around and noticing your environment because so much of what happens when we're dysregulated is we're not present so orienting allows us to bring ourselves back into the room where we are um, so orienting can be something as simple as picking a color in the room and just noticing objects in the room that are that color and it helps you to start creating more presence and you'll notice if you as you start orienting you can bring yourself back into the room you can bring yourself back into your senses and your whole nervous system does start calming down because it, it, it what orienting does is it allows us to recognize that we're not in danger right when we're dysregulated those are that's those the dysregulation is our body going into fight, flight, or freeze, which is our survival states. I've had COVID-19 for, for three weeks and I have tested positive and now I'm at the end of all this, which is a beautiful thing. And I was isolated in my room and now I'm just isolated in my house. So I've gotten to leave my room. Um, the breath work was hard initially because I had a lot of upper respiratory issues, but, but they're telling people that have COVID, it's important to kind of really work on the breath and even if you're coughing to try to push through it, because the more you can do the breath work, the more, you know, your lungs will open up, et cetera. So I've done that and, and, and it's been helpful. And like Eileen said, yoga has been really, really important and, and not to get, you know, I think you said, I mean, we're so overwhelmed right now with trauma that we can, we can be getting our, our, our heads can get the best of us and our thoughts. Yeah. And we need to get grounded. Like you said, because, the biggest, for me, the biggest fear, the biggest problem with having COVID-19 was the fear that it was going to get to a place where I couldn't breathe anymore. It right. never did, but I think I was getting, you know, I was working myself up. So it sounds like some of this can get us grounded and say, like you said, right this moment, we're safe. Don't go into what might happen. Right, and it actually you said something really, that really kind of struck me a minute ago about them have, like telling you to keep doing some breath work, yeah. but there's an added emotional benefit to it as well. Because the idea of like body-based therapies is to help you create enough safety in your body to know that whatever's coming at you or whatever you're experiencing, you're not going to die from. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like doing the breath work helped you build some resilience to know that you were going to be okay. So it probably lowered your stress level as well. It did because what they said is your goal is to be able to hold your breath for 15 seconds. Yeah. And that sounds super easy, but when you're having the COVID-19 initially, when I did, when I initially had it, I couldn't do that. Wow. So the more that I would practice the breath work, the more I got closer to that goal, give me a goal. Right. And, yeah. you, and you knew you were going to be okay. So yes. that lowered your cortisol levels yep. and helped build probably a little bit more oxytocin, which is the feel good hormone as well. So that Let's helped. Let's get to that self-soothing yeah. exercise, exactly. because I think that that's what we're talking about sort of is self-soothing, isn't it? Yeah, it's all, well, self-soothing is just another way of building the sa that safe, that safe container in your, in your body. Um, so like the self-soothing piece is, there's a couple of things with the self-soothing. And so did, are you talking about the self-hug exercise I talk about in the book? Oh, I like that. Yeah. So I, I give an exercise and there's a couple of things about that which, that are so beneficial is when you hold, when you can feel your physical boundaries of, of your body, 
and know where they are, it also helps with your emotional boundaries. They go hand in hand because- Are you doing a self-hug? Yeah, yeah. So I suggest in the book doing a, doing a self-hug and putting on some music and just feeling the outer boundaries of your body. Mm, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's really nice. I, I tend to do this a lot. I teach a, um, I do a somatic experiencing group at an eating disorder clinic. Mm. And um, we generally will start or finish with this exercise. And it's just, you know, it's just about, it's also about being able to contain yourself. You and know, that, Eileen, I really like this right now because I have not touched anybody in 23 days, including my children. Talk about um, your survival energy exercise. I like that you know I the pushing I exercise one person will push against the other and then you'll you know you, uh, then what you do is you switch roles where the other person's pushing and you're just you're just the support okay i, I like love that. that yeah it's really uh, nice. how about resourcing exercises well we've all got resources um and resources are persons places and things that make us feel safe so we've got internal resources mm -hmm. and we've got external resources and the more that you can tap into your resources and you're and you can keep sight of them you know you're going to keep your body out of overwhelm i mean there's been research that says just thinking thinking about the things that make you feel good and comfortable um, produces more oxytocin and less stress hormones in your body and so what i often do is when i when i'm working with clients or i'm doing groups i do this as an exercise and i invite um, my clients to put their resource lists on the bathroom mirror or keep them next to the bed, read them in the morning and before you go to sleep. Um, because it's really easy when we're under stress to really believe that we, are, we have nothing, nothing that's gonna be able to dig us out of these feelings that we're having. Mm -hmm. So I like that, make that resource list. And how about sensing exercise? Oh, our five senses. So it's five, so I, I like to, um, have clients build what I call a sensory toolbox, right? And everyone has different dominant senses. Like for myself, like I love, I'm a, I'm a touch person. Like I always have something in my hands. Um, somebody else might be more connected to music or in sound or, or smells. And so I have, um, I, I suggest kind of finding the things that make, you know, that make you feel connected to your senses and carrying, carrying that little toolbox, whether it's tactile things or whether it's essential oils or knowing what you, you know, you've got a good playlist. Because again, this is all about connecting to the body because when we've, when we've had trauma and when we're in a trauma state, we very easily disconnect to our bodies. And think about all the emotional eating or all the, all the stress eating. We're not, feel, we're not really hungry. We're not connected to our, our hunger and fullness cues. So getting back, getting more connected to your senses is a way for you to ground yourself. I love what you're doing. And please, everyone, get her book, Moving Beyond Trauma, because there is so much more, and she's going to explain this more clearly. And it's a time when we can make changes, isn't it, Eileen? I, I think it really is. I think it's a time that, you know, discomfort is always an opportunity for growth. Mm -hmm. It's just how we choose to... Um, it's what it's right. It's what we do. What we choose to do with the discomfort. It's not. It's not about what's going on right now. It's about how we're going to choose to move through this. Right? Do we want to move through this and use this sort of as a learning opportunity? Because every day that we are confined and every day that we're in this discomfort, 
there's an opportunity to discover something new about ourselves. It's an opportunity to get quiet. It's an opportunity to connect differently with ourselves and the people around us. And it's also an opportunity for those who uh, have had somebody die, say, in the last three years, and it's not directly related to this event or even longer for us. Um, it's a time when you can take a look at that and maybe uh, release some of that trauma. And mm -hmm. you've got wonderful ideas about how uh, you can release trauma because our body does... Uh, as Bessel van der Kolb says, the body does and keep lie. And, it, and our bodies don't lie. They, yeah. they, mm -hmm. if, we, if, we'll, if we can allow them to, they'll guide us to the healing. Mm -hmm. um, but we've got to get, you know, that's why these exercises are so important. We have to start building some sense of safety so we can actually attune to our bodies and know what they need to do for the healing. Absolutely. Well, yeah. tell people how they can find you. Okay, so they can find me on my website, which is EileenSmith.com. Eileen is I-L-E-N-E. Smith is the way S-M-I-T-H. Um, and I'm on Instagram, Eileen Smith Trauma Healing. Um, and Facebook as well, Eileen Smith Trauma Healing. Well, and thank you so much for being on today. And I, I love the work you're doing. It's great. Well, thank you so much for having me. This has been wonderful. Yes, Eileen, thank you so much for helping people move through trauma. It is really important right now in this, in this world. Yeah, I mean, I hate to say it, but the timing of this book could not have been better mm -hmm. you know, to be able to help people. Yeah. And thanks, everybody, for joining us today. And Heidi and I hope you will visit us at opentohope.com. And we also want to remind you that if you've lost hope, please lean on ours until you find your own. And God bless. I'm Dr. Heidi Horsley. You have been listening to Open to Hope, the podcast. You can follow Open to Hope on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To learn more, visit us at opentohope.com and go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe. I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. Join us again next week for another Open to Hope conversation, where we invite you to lean on our hope until you find your own.